fan, this is a very special edition of the 11 Dub Guest because we are going to be talking about the 11 Dub Gate and the Cincinnati game. And it's kind of going to be a little truncated because we do have the accompanying video. Ooh, video and audio uh, today with the uh, 11 Dub Cast. So I'm Johnny Ginner. I'm Michael Citro. And we're going to talk about the Cincinnati game. We're going to talk about our wondrous tailgate that raised many, many thousands of dollars for charity. So we're very excited about that. Uh, and then maybe we'll ask, you know, each other the answers to the questions that you have asked us with our Ask Us Anything segment. So we'll take care of all that. And, you know, let's let's start off with uh, the tailgate banger that we had going on. What were your impressions, Michael, of the uh, 11 dubgate? Most crowded dubgate ever. It was uh, <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people. It was great. It was a lot of people. It was very busy. It was jam packed. I saw, man, I saw a lot of parents from a lot of uh, Ohio State Buckeye players. Um, yes. And I know that uh, it was kind of a heroic, in a kind of a heroic effort. JT Barrett's dad spilled barbecue on you. Yeah, he did. And I, I got to tell you something. I was honored because. If I hadn't had barbecue spill on me, that meant that I wouldn't have been talking to JT Barrett's dad. And his dad is a cool dude. Uh, I, I forgot. I guess they probably should have realized that you know they're they're Texans uh, and they got that crazy draw. But they're they're really cool people. Um, it was an honor, Michael. It was an honor to have barbecue <laughs> spilled on my pants uh, by JT Barrett's dad. Uh, the rest of the uh, it was a lot of fun too. I had a lot of I had a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, it was big. It was loud. There's a lot of food. You know, you got to meet a lot of the people who really enjoy the site. And honestly, guys, like, thank you so much for showing up and, and really donating to a really great cause and Down Syndrome Achieves. Um, that, that was really just a cool thing to see. And there were people coming in and out all the time. It was just it was a really fun environment. I had a, I had a really good time. Yeah, I, I told Jason and Ramsey this on Sunday. Just what an honor it is on Saturday, actually, uh, what an honor it is to be part of such an event. And, uh, I mean, we had one guy just donate a thousand dollars, just yeah. another guy donated like 400. And yeah. I mean, we had some incredible, and, and you know, whether you did that or not, it doesn't matter if you just plunked down your 40 bucks to get in. That was, that was, you know, all we really wanted from you and you, and you came through and it was great to see so many of our readers and, and, talk to them and and it was really kind of humbling to to be thanked for you know doing this podcast thing and doing the the 11 warriors thing that we love to do so um it was kind of overwhelming it was really cool we had some awesome gifts the uh the the 11 dubgate cornhole game was awesome that, yeah that, that thing came beautiful. out good we had aj hawk with uh, a pair of game used cleats and inside the cleat a personalized <laughs> note apologizing for not being at the 11 dubgate um, yeah, that's that's not bad. That's I honestly think the note is kind of more entertaining than the cleats. Yeah. Um, I think the note is up there with Mark Titus's uh, used sock from the <laughs> national championship game that he signed. Um, yeah. So no, I, I, it was really good. There was a lot of fun to be had. Thanks. You know, again, there cannot be enough thanks to you know Shmoo with letting us use the space. Uh, everybody for coming out and donating as much as they did. I mean, you mentioned the thousand dollar donation, which is insane. Mm-hmm. You know it. The you know the dubgate is really my favorite thing that we do as a site all year, and you know Saturday was exactly why, and I wasn't sick. Amazingly enough, I was somehow avoided being sick for one week out of the year. That's awesome. And I got to enjoy it to its fullest. So I I really had a great time. I hope you also had a great time. And another nice tidbit is that the 
Dovegate remains undefeated mm-hmm. in five years. So I think that's pretty awesome. Yes. What were your impressions of the game overall, Michael? Well, this first of all, it was I had the best seat I've ever had for a football game at, at Ohio Stadium. I was at the top of a deck in section twenty on an aisle seat right on the fifty yard line. That's beautiful. And, that's awesome. And it was it was a killer game. I thought Ohio State played extremely well, especially offensively, obviously. Uh, I'm not too bothered about the defense. They made three mistakes all night and paid for all three. Uh, but right. those were co- coachable and correctable mistakes, I think. So uh, I think overall you couldn't really ask for a better game. I mean, they put up 50 points. It could have been even more if they hadn't stopped themselves a couple of times. Uh, but for having such a young team and a young line, a first-year starting quarterback in only his fourth game, uh, I thought it went really well. Ezekiel Elliott was dominant. Uh, JT Barrett was phenomenal once again. Uh, the defense was great. Um, you know, Outside of those three plays where Cincinnati got more than half their yards, uh, they really, really locked them down most of the night. So I, I, my impressions of the game were that it was everything I wanted, uh, minus the three big plays against. Yeah, well, that and that's the thing. I'm sure that's what a lot of the the pessimists will focus on. And I and I won't lie. Like, you know, I would replay that in my head, going, "Why? Why does this keep happening?" You know, those those plays kept Cincinnati in a game that they really had no business being in. I mean, they were clearly outclassed on on defense. I mean, it was kind of hilarious because Ohio State was doing literally whatever they wanted. Like everything that they wanted to do was working. And when you can get eight or nine yards consistently on first down with a base running play, it's going to be really hard to lose that game unless you just give it away. I, it, you know, Cincinnati pulled in pretty close. I was, <laughs> I had the fortune slash misfortune of sitting in B deck uh, with a great unobstructed view, but also in the visitor section, which I didn't realize until I got in there because I'm kind of slow. Uh, and it was nice. I was able to take my girlfriend to her first Ohio State game since she graduated, but you know, they, the opposing fans, the Bearcat fans were much more enthusiastic for a much longer period of the game than I had really hoped for. <laughs> so I had to kind of put up with their chants and their cheers for a little longer than I really wanted to tolerate. But other than that, that was pretty much the only part of it that I really, um, you know, didn't like or was getting kind of irritated with. Because you're right, it, it was just, they, they tore Cincinnati apart, especially in offense. JT Barrett was great. I mean, he, he played a really, really, really good game. You know, clean, completing like nearly 75% of his passes or even more than that, which, you know, is <laughs> that's that's including the drops, including one really atrocious one near the, uh, you know, in the Cincinnati red zone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I you know, again, it was a really good game. I think they played really well. JT Barrett is definitely making strides as a quarterback, and you really like to see that progression. Now, granted, it was against a defense that was like, you know, the equivalent of a wet fart in a paper bag. But, yeah, I mean, they just, you know, they took them apart. They took a, they took the Cincinnati defense apart, and that's what you wanted. And I, I really like seeing that. I did, too. I, I, and then it was uh, it was nice to see so many players contributing. I was I was watching between plays, and they were – Every single play, it seemed like all three receivers would leave the field and three more would come on. Right. And every couple plays, the running backs would change. So it was like, you know, everybody was getting involved. They were able to keep the tempo up because guys were getting rest. And, um, I mean, it almost got to the point where I thought, 
they're going to be more tired running on and off the field in between plays than they are just staying on the <laughs> field and run, running two or three in a row. Um, yeah, it was effortless for the offense, and that was good to see. And the defense, too. I mean, again, you're right. Those, those three plays are really dumb for many, many reasons. But I think they, you know, despite not really getting to Gunnar Keel as much as I would have liked, at least in terms of sacks, you know, I still think the defensive line played really well. I think the linebackers played really well. You know, since then I got nothing done on the ground at all. You know, I I think overall if that's the game you want to see, and especially a game that you want to, you know, watch after you have a good time at an 11 Warriors tailgate. You know, I think it was I think it was pretty darn perfect. It was really nice, and it was a beautiful day. So I mean, we lucked out there too. Um, yeah, it was it was just a good time. A good time was had by all, I believe. Indeed. Yeah. So the the one thing we got to worry about, I mean, Cincinnati. I not a good team. I, I think that's pretty pretty evident. What I will say though is I do think that maybe Cincinnati might have been a little overrated coming into that game. I think Maryland might be a little underrated by some people uh, coming into this, mainly because I think we just have this mentality. Well, they're Maryland, you know, who cares about these guys? I think they have some legit offensive weapons, and I think maybe more than Cincinnati, they might be able to stay in this game a little longer. Uh, then the Bearcats didn't make it interesting. I don't know. What what are your thoughts on that? Maryland's a little bit better running team, obviously, than Cincinnati. Maybe not. Yes. I mean, obviously not as good a passing team as Cincinnati, but uh, no. they have a better defense, obviously, and that's uh, going to keep them around longer. It's a home game for them. They're going to be jacked up. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to have a huge home field advantage. I do expect a lot of Ohio State fans to be in attendance at the stadium. And... Um, you know, it's this is one of those games where you hope that they that Ohio State comes out early, does well, and doesn't take their foot off the gas because this is a team that um, they're beatable. They should beat them, uh, but it is also a team that's good enough that if you don't play your best, they can they can you know knock you knock you off. So, you know, it it really is going to be interesting to see how they come out. Uh, they seem you know the Buckeyes seem like they're full of confidence now and that they believe they're on the right track. But I also think there were enough things that they messed up in the game against Cincinnati that the coaches can stay on them about and, and coach them up and stay on them and, and make sure they don't get, you know, lackadaisical and rest on their laurels. So um, should be another win for Ohio State. Should be a double figures win. Uh, but again, you still got to play the game. Yeah, I, th- I just think they have to be really careful with some of the playmakers on Maryland and, and just keep an eye on those guys, make sure they're relatively contained, and I think they'll be all right. Uh, talent-wise, I think Ohio State should still be pretty pretty far above what Maryland can offer on the field. But, you know, that's why they play the game. So we'll see how that works out. Uh, let's see how else the Ask Us Anything on this, on this crazy kind of weird week works out. Um, by the way, you can ask us anything by sending us an email to 11dovecast at gmail.com or hitting us up on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Johnny11W. Michael's is 11W underscore Michael. Mm-hmm. And we've got you know a lot, of, a lot of crazy stuff going on. This is something I think we'll tackle next week probably in depth with Brady Hoke and the situation at Michigan. And I, I still think that's a very developing story. So we're going we're gonna to talk about that. But I think that kind of requires a full dubcast to get into because it's so – there's just so many facets that we can just hit on. Um, yes, for now but, we just have to make sure um, that we keep an eye on the situation and that we, we use our uh, Save Dave hashtag and our Brandon Forever hashtag. 
because we want that guy around for a long time in Ann Arbor. By the way, this yeah, just I mean, this just in, Johnny. The yes. eleven Dubgate, our readers donated over twelve thousand dollars. Wow, that is that's pretty incredible. That's awesome, uh, and we'll definitely be you know you know talking about that on the site. That that's incredible, guys, and yeah, I, yeah, that is awesome. That's just awesome. I'm really glad I can be a part of that. Uh, well, our first question here for Ask Us Anything is uh, from John Moore. It says, that team up north fires Brady Hoke this week and immediately announces that they have hired Lane Kiffin as their next head coach. How do they finish the season uh, in hell? And how do the next few years play out? Uh, hell is eternal. Um, <laughs> how do they finish the season? I don't like <laughs> Probably not Crying much different. Every yeah, night? Probably, probably not much different than with Brady Hoke staying around for the rest of the year. Good point. Point well taken. Uh, how the next few years play out? Uh, hilariously, I, I think if Lane Kiffin was Michigan's head coach, I would crap my pants. I don't think it's going to happen with Nussmeyer, uh, you know, currently occupying, uh, or with Lane Kiffin rather occupying Nussmeyer's former job. But I would I would laugh heartily at that situation. I think. Yeah, and I think about three years might be the extent of it. And uh, there would be some type of uh, sanctions at the end of that, probably, if Lane Kiffin were <laughs> yes. charged. So. Agreed. All right, well, Jay in New Jersey is asking us, uh, hey, guys, if you had Anthony Schlegel at your disposal for a day, who are the top three people you would uh, have him body slam? His would be Donald Trump, Vladimir Putin, and Ian Poultier. I don't know who that is. Um, who would be your top three people you would like to body slam with? Three guys that I, I can have Anthony Schlegel – Body slam? That's the question? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, Mark May. Okay. No, beautiful choice. Yeah, he would be uh, first. And, and I think maybe I would go with um, – I think it would be fun to watch Nick Saban get body slammed. <laughs> uh, although I'm not – Drive his little tiny body like 30 feet into the ground. Yeah, I would actually like to see if, if Saban could survive that because if he, if he could, <laughs> that means he really is a warlock. Right. And um, and that would explain then all the success down there. Um, number three, number three. Um, I don't want to get political because we have a policy against that, so I'm not going to say yes, anybody uh, say anybody politically. Um, Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, gu- wow. gu- guaranteed a win over Ohio State and delivered. And I've hated him ever since. So uh, Jim Harbaugh, you get a body slam. That's fair. Uh, I would probably go. I you know. So here's the thing. We're going to keep it strictly football. Let's keep it strictly football because if we, you know, God, I could spend a half an hour just kind of debating this question to myself <laughs> eternally. Let's keep it strictly football. Ray Rice, number one. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Good. The, good. Beautiful. The beautiful shot and Freud from that. I, I would love it so much to watch that. Uh, number two. Number two. Let's see. What would be. I'm trying to think of a person. Oh, Roger Goodell, obviously. Come on. Like. <laughs> See his face, his smug face, and his coiffed hair just get smashed into the ground. Anthony Schlegel just acting as a spirit of vengeance. I would just love that. And then finally, uh, Brady Hoke. And I would like it if, you know, he was like at a function where he actually had to do something afterwards. And he was noticeably woozy, and everybody just told him to keep doing it. Yeah, he put him so back like, in. let's say, I don't know. Yeah, maybe he's like working on some paperwork or doing his taxes. Anthony Schlegel just pops up, body slams his head first in the you know, like head right into the ground, and then he's like, okay, well you got to fill out this you know W two or whatever. Like, sorry, he looked fine. <laughs> You're fine. Don't worry about it. And then he gets audited, and then he goes to jail. That'd be great. <laughs> I love that. Uh, uh, 
Finally here, this is from John. Uh, hello, Michael and Johnny. My question is super specific and selfish to my life. Okay. I'm a Buckeye in Melbourne, Australia. Wow. Listeners in Australia. How cool is that? That's very cool. And have been here with my wife for three football seasons, including this one. Good day, by the you way. Maybe Say what? I said good day, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. So many Simpsons jokes. Uh, you may be aware that we are 14 hours ahead of Columbus, and this can make game watching tricky. Noon games are at 2 a.m. Sunday mornings until this Sunday when daylight savings end, and we move forward an hour, and the game starts at 3 a.m. When the U.S. East Coast falls back an hour next month and it goes back to 2 a.m., uh, let's just say night games are much better because they eat pancakes and watch OSU at a far more enjoyable time. All of this time zone woes me is to ask, should I watch Ohio State play Maryland this weekend? In the past, I only watched noon games, quote-unquote, for the season opener and the state up north. Uh, however, Maryland is a new challenger, and they may wear special Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle unis by Under Armour. Is this game worth losing sleep over? By the way, he spelled armor with a U. Well done. Uh, P.S. U2, regular receive AMA from Hans. He's an old buddy of mine, and too polite to spell his name phonetically. It is actually pronounced Hunts, like the ketchup. Holy crap, not Hans like Hans Moleman. We have been doing Hunts a horrible disservice. I am so sorry. Um, a couple a couple things I want to comment on that. Uh, first of all, as a former expatriate living in Japan, I know your I know your uh, pain. I know exactly what you're going through. I would have to wake up very 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 early in the morning to watch Ohio State football games. Um, you still should watch it. It doesn't matter. It's a football game. You need to watch it. Sacrifice your sleep. They're probably going to wear some like crazy thing designed by like Prince or something. I don't care. You should watch it. It'll be awesome. Okay? Yeah. You got to Sac- watch it. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I've, I've got a special appearance for my cat who apparently also has a, uh, a very strong opinion about this. Uh, second point that I want to say is that you only get so many Ohio State football games in your lifetime. You could be on the moon or Alpha Centauri or I don't care. You, if you have a chance to watch it, you should watch it. That's exactly. all I'm saying. Yes, exactly. That's that's what I was going to say as well as, uh, you know, the question is, should I bother staying up late to watch it or set my alarm or whatever? Of course you should. How many of these do you get a year? Not very many. So make them all worthwhile. You know, this is an event. It's the weekend. Stay up late. Uh, maybe <laughs> go in a little groggy on Monday. That's okay. It's okay. But, uh, you know, you got to watch the Buckeyes. And this is going to be a good game. It should be one of the better uh, Big Ten matchups of the year for us. So yeah. I say uh, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, from then on out, uh, you know, you got Rutgers. And, I mean, at some point you're playing Indiana. So, yeah, you would want to see a Maryland. Yeah. Well, and I agree with all of that. And and I also really appreciate, John, you correcting us on uh, Hunt's um, – correct pronunciation there because that that's you know i i'm a stickler for correct pronunciation of of names especially first names so thank you for that information and please watch the game it's important yeah. it's, it's ohio state i'm devastated okay. actually because I, I i really liked it when his name was hans <laughs> i did too <laughs> uh i'm not gonna lie that i might have been picturing uh hans moleman riding into us every week but hans is actually pretty sweet too um, so anyway, that is that's the Eleven and Dubcast for uh, this week. It's going to be short because we do have the video that is accompanying this. And uh, you know, for now, I'm I'm John Ginner. I'm going to kill this cat. I am a very tired Michael Citro who just a couple hours ago got off the plane from Columbus.
All right. Well, you know, all, all good things must come to an end, including this dubcast. But we'll see you guys next week. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Maryland game and hopefully eviscerate uh, a newly unemployed Brady Hope. Enjoy the accompanying video. Thank you.